Welcome back. You are now tuned in to the Prayer is Breathing podcast. My name is Latoya. I want to thank you for listening and for subscribing. I'm so excited that you can join this episode. I have a very dear friend and sister in Christ that's going to be sharing her testimony, her passion for Jesus. She's a powerful woman of prayer and evangelism, and I'm so excited to have her on. I'm going to have her introduce herself. Her name is Yanisi D. Carell, and I'm just so excited to have you on. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Latoya. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, this is exciting. I actually was born and raised in Cuba, and uh, that was in 1984. Uh, I grew up in Cuba, and um, the system over there, the culture is so different from here, as you know. Uh, we uh, did not grow up in a Christian home. My parents. Uh, were not saved at that time and uh, my grandmother was a, the only one that knew Jesus so she took upon herself to uh, take me and my sisters to the church but uh, then my parents decided that it was best for me to choose what I wanted to believe and um, at that time uh, I was like probably six or seven years old so I literally grew up under communism and uh, communism and indoctrination indo- indoctrination and I ended up going to law school so everything that they teach you it's uh, pretty much uh, against capitalism and uh, everything that we know about freedom here in the uh, United States it actually uh, Cuba, uh, and the system in Cuba actually sees uh, capitalism as the enemy and therefore this country. So uh, they do a good job in um, teaching you uh, things against the word of God and um, they don't want you to read the Bible. It's, uh, it's just a way to control and manipulate uh, mindsets. So um, that also actually uh, increases pride in people because it makes you so uh, feel that you're so independent that there is no need for God in your life at all and therefore there is not a an environment to uh, read the Bible or you know even go to church because the government doesn't um, approve of that so even the church in Cuba is is on the ground there is no there's just a few number of churches that are registered by the government and the uh, all the, the all the other churches they meet in the in their homes and so it's very regulated so even in that there is not much uh freedom of ex- expression or religion and uh because of that i didn't know the lord or grew up with the bible wow mm-hmm. oh so good so i know we jumped right in that's amazing um it's so amazing to me just because you are so on fire for god now so just knowing that you came up under that background, you know, it's just very, very intriguing. So um, again, welcome. And I wanted you to just kind of tell us a little bit about your journey as to how you came into Christ, how you finally got to a place where, like, I know you mentioned your grandmother, but tell us a little bit about how you heard about the Lord. What made you actually decide to surrender your life to Christ? Okay, so I remember growing up, my grandmother used to go to the church and uh, one of my uncles uh, was a pastor in Cuba, but it was a very traditional, very religious uh, environment. 
uh, for him and he tried to you know teach us that so to me since a child since i was a child uh, god was more a a judge type of you know image in my mind and somebody that would uh, not be pleased with anything that i would do because it was all about works and not a relationship or at least that's the way that it was presented to me so on one side i had my parents telling me that they didn't believe in anything and then um my uncle uh living a lifestyle that was super religious and i didn't uh wanted to follow that so along the way i then went to the university and i had the indoctrination from communism so until i was uh, 26 years old i made it up on myself to um just not believe in anything and just like kind of like follow philosophy and um i i would always thought that there was a god because of the evidence of uh, things that I couldn't explain with uh, science or even, you know, uh, philosophy. So in my in my mind, something would tell me that there is a God, but I never believe in Jesus. So I actually came to the point of um, when I came to the U.S., I remember every so many people telling me that um, at some point I will believe. And uh, there was a time where I was by myself and I found that everything that I came here to America to pursue the American dream, um, I kind of like lost at that time. Uh, And so I found myself at a place where I said, okay, God, I have always believed that you are real, but I don't know about this Jesus that Christians believe. Uh, I believe that, you know, they are just making you up for an emotional support thing but if you're real I want you to show me what I need to do that my life can change and just like be different so I brought a bible from Cuba that my uncle had given me I never read it and I remember opening it in Jeremiah 10 when I was in Cuba you know because of culture you uh, I didn't get into any uh, witchcraft openly but you had stashes and images and things like that that you carry with you for protection right so i remember asking god if you're real show me and he showed me literally jeremiah 10 which talks about how the images they have eyes but they cannot see they have uh, legs but they cannot walk and you shouldn't be afraid of them or they cannot do anything for you or against you so uh, that was very impactful to me because for a person that have never read the bible just opening it right there it was like this is crazy <laughs> so then i said yeah but if you're real show me again god and uh then i opened the bible in the new testament in the book of mark i believe it's mark 9 that it says if you believe all things are possible for those who believe mm-hmm. so right there i said okay uh this this needs to be god because there's no way that he can answer so clearly and on the spot so I decided to give Jesus a chance and I opened my heart to him right there. And that same week, I was invited to a church. The minute that I stepped in, I was crying and it was the Holy Spirit convicting me. So I gave my life to Jesus. And I cannot tell you that I knew exactly what I was doing at that moment, but I remember experiencing a sense of hope and love that I have never experienced before. And then after that, 
a few months later, I decided to get baptized and acknowledge the Jesus that I have never, you know, believed in publicly. And uh, yeah, after that, it's been just a journey. But it started with prayer and the word. Amen. 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 And um, that is so beautiful how God will just speak to you. You know, even the fact that you open the Bible to that. And, you know, I love how God knows exactly what we need. I love how God knows exactly what we need. And um, he can reach anybody, any person, no matter how lost they are, no matter how broken they are. um, He can show up and meet us where we are. So I love that. It's so beautiful. So take us um, from when you got baptized, you got saved, you surrendered your life to Christ, you got baptized. What kind of developed you into the woman that you are now? What kind of caused you to be so on fire for God um, and passionate about prayer and evangelism? Yes. Yeah, so I, it was literally the word, just reading the word and spending time with God. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that growing up. So I had, I felt that I had a lot to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> my faith and I was so hungry that I would just come home from work and I, I would just read the Bible and um, it was just these uh, these moments of uh, just God speaking to me directly just as he did when I received him at first and then um, two years after I started to be disciple going to a small group and being faithful to be in that church every Sunday and for every single discipleship group that they had I was just hungry to learn right so uh, two years after that uh, somebody came to the church that I was a part of and they wanted to take a group to New York to do some evangelism and at that time I, I honestly just wanted to see New York I wanted just to be in the trip to me it was fun but God used that to show me the inner city and the need of the people uh, for for the Lord, especially the children. So mm-hmm. I feel that just taking that step and going out in a few days, God just gave me a heart for the people in the inner city. And I remember seeing, I remember being afraid to be in the streets with the group that I went to. And uh, then God put me in a, in a place of going just with one missionary uh, from that uh, ministry. Uh, to just visit the families and we were in the middle of Brooklyn like it was dangerous to me at that time obviously for everybody it's dangerous but I didn't know the environment so I remember God taking away that fear and showing me the people and them and taking away all this uh, cultural stuff in uh, crime or statistics and just focusing on the need for Jesus um, and I can't explain it. It was just something that God did in my heart within the way back from New York. I've read an entire book from um, just evangelism, and it was the, the story of that uh, Bill Wilson. He was the one that made that ministry. And uh, God just got my attention, so I decided to go back and for two years serve within that ministry and go into the streets and uh, visit the children. So in that in that time, it was two years that I uh, volunteered in New York. Uh, God showed me so many different supernatural experiences from keeping me safe, literally from bullets. We'll go to a to a place and there was a shooting that started, and God would tell me ahead of time, "Don't go here because you know it's it's just whatever. It's gonna be dangerous." And then, and as 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 I follow that, 
that's exactly what happened. There was a shooting there, and uh, there was another time where he literally uh, rescued me from getting stabbed by a homeless in a building. Um, there was another time where I was praying, God, I am afraid to be here because I was by myself. Uh, it was like 6.30 p.m. And I prayed to him and I said, you didn't bring me here to be afraid as I do your work. So I need you to show me that you are with me. And I remember feeling the presence of angels walking with me. I didn't see them, but I could feel them walking with me. Um, and all of those moments that I knew my life was in danger or that I needed a financial blessing for the two years that I had to be there volunteering without getting paid or just like a testimony of salvation or a healing uh, in somebody. So those things just started building my faith. And there is something that happens when you don't have anything else to depend on, when you don't have family around or, um, you know, even you, you may have a church, but they are supporting you from far away and they're praying for you, but they're, you're, they're not there for you to, to ask them for their counsel. You know, there, there is a, a place of just intimacy and complete surrender to the Holy Spirit when your life may be even in danger. And when God shows up that way, um, you just fall more in love with Him and you trust Him with your life. So that's what happened to me. Wow, so good. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I didn't know you experienced all of that. I knew some of it, but not all of it. That's so awesome and amazing. So, so from then, I guess, how long ago was that that you were in New York City? About how many years ago? Uh, seven years. Nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell us about today. Tell us about your heart for evangelism and for souls. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm just thankful for, for what the Lord has done in my life. And it's literally what the Bible says, we give freely what we have freely received. Right. So I'm not only thankful, but I have experienced his love in a way that is overwhelming to me. And I know that the father's heart is for every one of his children to experience that same love. So to me, there is no other way of life, but just the, the need for people to come into the kingdom. Uh, not only to experience salvation, but to experience the fullness of our inheritance as sons and daughters. Uh, and uh, if you just look at the statistics out of 144 people in the whole world that die in one minute, 77 of them not, do not know the Lord yet. So they end up going to hell. And that to me is just an overwhelming um, number of people. So um, I feel that there is such a need uh, and especially with my testimony and the things that God has brought me from, um, it's just, to me, there's nothing else that is more important. We sometimes get caught up with our work and the daily living and family and relationships. But when we really look at the world from the perspective of the father's heart, mm -hmm. there is nothing more important to him than the heartbeat of his children that don't know him yet. And even as believers, it is a constant reminder of uh, being right with him and walking in a, a constant repentance and forgiveness uh, because we're not promised tomorrow. So I, I feel that that's the most important calling of every believer. God has said, go and make disciples. And obviously in order to make disciples, they first need to know Jesus and then they need to learn how to walk with him. 
And so part of what I feel that God is leading me in this moment is, and it has to be the Holy Spirit. It has to be him calling us and giving us the revelation of the need of the time and the harvest that is at hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it goes with like dreams. And as we pray, we have visions and we, I just can tell you that what what it have moved me is just experience the heart of the father for his children. And once you experience that in prayer and through your relationship with the Lord, everything that could be inconvenient or unconventional, it becomes uh, a lifestyle because it's all about what he wants to do, not what how we want to live. So if our life is really not our own, that should be a priority just to rescue the ones that are outside of the boat. So good. Oh my goodness, that is so good. Um, just that willingness to be inconvenienced. I think that sometimes, you know, we're so busy or, you know, like you said, just all of these things and they just don't really matter when you look at the bigger scheme of things. We look at the fact that, you know, that is the father's heart. And I think that is in second Peter or somewhere it says that the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And mm-hmm. so it, it's beautiful because, you know, we think about constantly our needs and what we want from God and this, that, and the third. But really, when we look at what God wants and what God desires is for us to go into the world, to make disciples, to, you know, share Jesus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I want you to kind of speak to two different people in easy. Um, just one, like, what would you say to your younger self? Like, you know, just not sure if you believed in Jesus because we might have some listeners who, you know, they believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus. And so what would you kind of say or share to that person? Yes, I would say that um, God actually loves you so much and that you're not a mistake. Uh, He thought of you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. Uh, he is a real father. God is not like any man or woman. He has never changed your life. I mean, his mind about uh, what he thought of you before he made you. And um, if you open your heart to receive his love, um, I can tell you when I was young, I would think of Christians, right? And know so many people in the world that believe in Jesus because he is the only way to the father. And I would say um, there's so many people in the world that are Christians. Not all of them has to be crazy, you know, like there is no way that they're all wrong. And there is a huge number of believers all over the world. So even if I thought that I may be right to believe that he wasn't real, that number just (laughs) overwhelmed me and made me uh, open my heart to to maybe just open my heart to the opportunity to believe in Jesus. And then there are so many also Christians in so many countries in China, and, um, you know, Iraq, Iran, uh, Indonesia. There are so many Christians now that are being beheaded as we're speaking because of their belief. There are so many Christians throughout history, even through uh, after Jesus was walking on earth and he was crucified uh, during the time of the Roman Empire, they would be placed uh, with their children and their families in front of the uh, lions and they would let themselves 
be killed by lions just because of their faith. There is no way in the world that you can tell me that those people didn't see Jesus, experience Jesus, and um, had a personal encounter with him. So that makes me believe 100% that Jesus was real, that he was alive, and that he's still alive today, and that he he's calling your name. So I would just say to you to open your heart. It may not make sense right away, But if you're open and you experience his love, he's going to show you. If you ask him, he's going to show you. The Bible says, ask and seek and you will find. So um, just give Jesus an opportunity in your life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Amen. We're going to pray into that for every person that's listening. And then we're going to come back and do a part two just to talk about evangelism, maybe to help some people Um, I know we talk a lot about prayer. This is a prayer podcast, but I want to talk to, you know, people that have been praying for loved ones, or you just need the boldness to evangelize more. We're going to have that in our part two um, in next week's episode. But for now, I want to just say a prayer. Father, we just thank you that you are so real. God, we just thank you for your presence and your power. We thank you, God, that you so love the world that you sent your only begotten son to die on the cross for our sins so that we could receive him, repent of our sins and have eternal life. And so, Father, I pray for every person listening. I pray that they will feel the tug of the Holy Spirit on their hearts, drawing them to you, oh God, that they will come into the knowledge of you. And I pray, Father, that you would just rescue them, that today would be the day of salvation, that you would draw them into your kingdom, oh God, that they would see you high and lifted up, that they would experience your love and your power. And God, the same way that you revealed yourself to your niece, Lord God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. Lord, we're living in the last day. We're living in a time, God, where nothing is promised. But I pray, Father, that out of your love, you would rescue them. Whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're dealing with, God, draw them unto you. And so, Lord, we just pray for every person today that you will open up their hearts. You would remove the scales from their eyes and draw them close to you, that they will come to know you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. I want to thank you so much for being on. We're going to have you back next week, um, Yanizi. So I want to thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you have any prayer requests, you can send those prayer requests to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. If you have given your life to Christ, we would love to hear about that. You can send that to prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. If you would like somebody to follow up with you and pray with you some more, um, if you need a Bible or any scripture verses, uh, just reach out to prayersbreathing at gmail.com. Of course, there's tons of Bible apps like YouVersion. Um, there's so many things, but I think it's so important that you're also connected, that you get connected in church and ministry um, in a place where you can be discipled. And ladies, before we go, there is a Bible study every Monday night at 8 p.m. called The Equipping. And so I would encourage you to register That is www.equip.eventbrite.com. Again, that's www.equip.eventbrite.com. Every Monday night at 8 p.m. I would love to see you there. God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in.